Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Form us into who you called us to be. Great is his faithfulness. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Great is his faithfulness. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your faithfulness. My God, thank you, Lord. There we go. There we go. I thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your faithfulness. Hey, y'all. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on. He keeps us from danger seen and unseen. Thank you, Lord God. He keeps us from danger seen and unseen. My God. Thank you for keeping us from danger seen and unseen. Thank you for keeping us from danger seen and unseen. Thank you, Lord God. My goodness. Let's get the video shared. I'm sharing it right now. I need you to share it too. Come on now. Put it in a group. Put it in a room. Send it to your Kim folks. Send it to your sisters. Send it to your brothers. Send it, send it, send it. Great is your faithfulness. Ooh, come on, y'all. Great is his faithfulness. He is so faithful. Ooh, don't you think God is not faithful because it looks like it's not working? Don't you think that God is not faithful because it looks like he hasn't given you your, your yes yet? Oh, my God. Can I tell you what he's doing? He's throwing it up for your best yes. Ooh, come on now. He's storing it up for your best yes. Oh, my goodness. Can I tell you something? I would rather experience God's best yes. Ooh, come on, y'all. I would rather experience God's best yes versus I get the second best of what he wants. I don't, I don't know why we be so rushed. I don't, I don't know why we be so rushed. I, I don't know why we get so rushed. I don't know why... We get so consumed with getting everything right now, right? If we look in terms of our life as a seed, ooh, come on, y'all. If we look in terms as our life as a seed, everything has to germinate. Everything has to grow. Oh, my God. And often we are so rushed. We live in such a microwave society. Come on, y'all. We live in such a microwave society that's teaching us that everything has to happen right now. Like, you need everything right now. Well, there's some things. My God, I hear you, Holy Spirit. There are some things that you need to grow, that needs to grow. There are some things that need to germinate. There are some things that take time to manifest. There are some things that need to be tilled. There, the soil needs to be tilled. Some things need to be replanted and you don't eat the harvest now. Come on y'all, but you get the harvest later. Some stuff, when you sow it and it comes back up, that's why you need wisdom for your seed. Can you put that? Can you put that in your stuff? I need wisdom for my seed. This is why you need wisdom for your seat. So there is some stuff, there is some stuff that happens in your life that, my God, you need to wait on, baby. You you need to wait on, baby. You need you need to wait on it. You need to go through the pruning process. You need to let it grow. Can I, can, 
Can I just for a second, I'm a, I'm a, uh, can I just for a second speak to any wife to be? I mean, I want to, I want to speak to my wives to be for just a second, right? You need time for God to prepare you to be a wife. Oh my God. Can we be grown and sexy for a, just a second? Marriage is, can, marriage is way more than sex, baby. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If it was if it was too graphic, I, I apologize. But I believe in being real. <laughs> marriage is way more than sex. Marriage is way more than you saying you are a bride. Marriage is way more than you saying you have somebody's last name. Marriage is way more than you able to change your quotas, your status. It's more than a role, honey. <laughs> It's, it's more it's more than a it's more than a role it's it's deeper than anything you ever imagined so when you find yourself in your single status and you've been in your single status for way too long you better continue to ask the lord lord prepare me or ask god my singleness is a gift my single my singleness is a gift can i tell you what marriage is Ma oh holy spirit marriage is supposed to replicate the church, the relationship with God in the church. Oh, my God. Can I give you just a little bit of wisdom? Just a tiny bit of wisdom. Just a tiny bit of wisdom. Marriage is supposed to replicate. So if marriage is supposed to replicate um, the relationship between God and the church. And the scripture tells us, just will you grab this scripture, please. And the scripture tells us that the husband is supposed to love the wife as Christ loves the church, right? If the husband is supposed to love the wife as Christ loves the church, here's the first thing we need to know about the husband. He's got to be in a submitted relationship with God. Oh, I'm oh, uh, let me get this to you one more time. If we are to replicate, if our marriage is supposed to be a replication between God and the church, right? I'm gonna help somebody this morning. If 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 the that that's supposed to replicate between God and the church, okay? If that's supposed to be the level of that relationship, then let's deal with the husband first, right? Because can I show? I gave somebody this tomorrow, yesterday. I'm gonna give it to you. See, the the thing with the marriage is that both of you, both of your hearts have to be in God's hands. Oh, come on now. Both both of your hearts have to be in God's hands. You take your heart and put it in God's hands. He takes his heart and put it in God's hands. And then God holds both your hearts in his hand. So the, the, the trust of the relationship is between you and God. Come on now. The, 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 the relationship. Is, so I take my heart and I place it in God's hands. He takes his heart and he places it in God's hands. And then both of God's both of our hearts are in God's hands. And then according to the scripture, right? My God, I don't, my God, who is this for? You've arrested the conversation between us and God this morning. So I thank you, Holy Spirit, that we are not wise. Y'all keep thanking him. Y'all keep celebrating him. Y'all keep posting what you're thankful for. So, so once both our hands are in God's hands, and according to the relationship, this is why you, it is so important, right? That in your single season and your waiting, that you just wait on God to develop a heart. You need a heart that's in God's hand. This is how you're going to become that husband. This is how you're going to become that wife. This is how you're, and most of us, if we'll be honest, come on now, just be honest. My heart has not been completely in God's hands. Ooh, be, let's be real. Let's be real. My, my heart has not been completely in God's hands. 
We, we want to trust our heart to someone else, but we have yet to trust our heart to God. Oh, my God. So once we place our hearts in God's hands, right, this is, the, this is the thing that's going to help you. When my heart is in his hand, it's his heart. So then in response to his relationship to God, he's in such a surrendered state. Go back to all this scripture, right? Even though Jesus knew who he was in comparison to God. Ooh, come on, y'all. Even though, even though Jesus knew who he was in comparison to God, he lived a submitted life. We're talking about Christ in the church. We're talking about this man is supposed to love you Ooh, as Christ loves the church, right? Even though Jesus knew who he was, Ooh, he lived in a surrendered, submitted state to God. Ooh, you're looking for a godly man, not somebody that just go to church. Not somebody that, that just that's gonna do a little devotional with you. You're you're not, and as a matter of fact, you're not even looking. The spirit, his fruit will illuminate when it's your appointed time. I'm gonna say that one more time. The spirit, the fruit will illuminate. It'll illuminate him when it's your appointed time, when it's your set time. I have so much evidence on this. I promise you. I have so much evidence on this. And so and so when his hand is in God's hands, right, then his heart, oh my God, this is for my fellows this morning. His heart, listen to me, listen, listen to the Holy Spirit. Come on now. When his heart, my God, when his heart is towards God, right, and his heart is in God's hand, only then will he be able to love you like Christ loved the church. No man can love you like Christ loved the church on his own. Ooh, Jesus, I'm going to say it one more time. No man, no, no man, no, no man can love you like his own. My God, on his own, like Christ loves the church. That's a divine, spiritual, sacrificial type love. Woo! So if that's supposed to be the orchestration, then his heart has got to be in God's hands. Woo! His relationship to, to God has got to be so submissive. He's got to honor God in everything. He's got to seek ye first the kingdom of God. Woo! He's got to have a wisdom that comes from above for his house. So I'm not saying perfect, right? Because in our brokenness, God perfects us. I'm not saying perfect. In our brokenness, God perfects us. But he has to have his face, his heart, his everything. He's got to be saturated. Before he sees you, he's going to see God. As a matter of fact, to find you, he's going to find you through God. Oh, Jesus. Before he, before he seeks you. He's going to seek God. He's going to seek God. As a matter of fact, to find you, he's going to seek God to get to you. He's going to go through God to get through you to you, right? So as Christ, as Christ loves the church, this is what the scripture says. I'm just giving you the scripture. He says, as Christ loves the church, so his heart has to be in God's hand. He has to have the mind of Christ. He has to live in a different level of wisdom. Oh my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. He has to live in a different level of wisdom. No, now, as far as she's concerned, this is what the scripture says. Just will you find that scripture and post that so people know I'm not just making something up. Um, as far as she is concerned, right? Um, if she's going to live a submitted life to her husband. <laughs> if she's going to li live a submitted life to her husband, then her heart has to be in God's hand. 
if she's going to yield, if she's going to honor, if she's going to reverence, if she's going to love, if she's going to exhort, if she's going to establish, if she's going to be all that she needs to be. Because once I become wife, usually I become mother as well, which is another role. And some of us are entrepreneurs and some of us are teachers. Then her heart is definitely going to have to be in God's hands. Right. And so then when his heart is in God's hands and her heart is in God's hands, then it's God that makes the union. Ooh, Jesus. I'm going to say it one more time. Ooh, come on, Holy Spirit. When his heart is in God's hands and her heart is in God's hands, then it's God that makes the union. It's it's God that that builds the relationship that no man. No weapon, no nothing, no, only God, nothing asunder, nothing can come between this relationship because the covenant, can I close it up? So you can see what I'm saying, y'all ignore my brace. <laughs> so this is his heart, this is our heart, their heart is in. And then the covenant, ooh, the enclosure, ooh, the wrapping, the enveloping, my God, of God's love on this relationship, ooh, transforms this relationship my god into a marriage of a lifetime and then till death do us part it's not even an option divorce on the table is not even an option a breakup is not even an option and unfaithfulness is not even an option and so when when his heart is in can i show you what the word does or what god does to this how he makes us invincible when his hand is in god's heart is in god's hand and her hand is in god's hand and god god encloses this relationship you got to see it as as the holy spirit is showing it to me as as he encloses this relationship my god then no weapon formed against this relationship shall prosper why not because of you not because of him Ooh! it's because it's in God's hands <laughs> it's because you got a nat- a supernatural covering it's, it's because the word becomes the standard and even when the enemy tries to come in like a flood the banner Lord the God your God the banner will lift up a word Ooh! against the enemy that will ruin both your hearts when when strife tries to come in when when contention tries to come in, when the enemy tries to, when there's sickness, oh Jesus, when there's money issues, when there's problems, my God, then with both our hearts in God's hands, come on y'all, then the word becomes the standard. You need the word to become the standard for any relationship. That's covenants, baby. For any relationship that you're in, you need the word to be the standard. Oh my God. God, I thank you for this. Oh, come on now. He giving us new vision and new insight of what relationships should be like. Come on now. The word becomes the standard. The word becomes the standard for all your godly relationships. My, 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 my. Lord, continue to till our heart that the word becomes the standard for all, all our godly relationships. Can I give you a little bit more about this? Can I, can I, can I, can I, can I help you with this? This is why you are not, 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 in a, not, in a, not being light, but this is why you're not supposed to be yoked with unbelievers. There's a reason that the word tells us do not yoke up with unbelievers. It becomes almost impossible. Oh my God. So can we do something real quick for those of y'all who are married and, and your husband may not believe the way that you do? 
Lord, I thank you for opening the eyes of the understanding of their spouses right now, their husband or their wife, that they become believers. Ooh, that you remove from them a stony heart and give them a heart of flesh. That they have the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God. That they begin to hunger and thirst for righteousness like never before. Oh my God. And for then, for those of you who, in Jesus' name, amen. And then for those of you that are not married yet, he need to believe. He, he need, there's a reason. He needs to, he needs to be a believer. You, you need somebody that believes in Jesus. You need somebody that that submitted and surrendering. Not you need to you need to look for the fruit of that woman of God. You don't need to co uh, don't compromise yourself into anything else, right? And I'm not talking about. Can I tell you, right? Can I just be as in First Corinthians? I think. Um, can I tell you that even um, even if uh, they say they're a believer, but their ways do not equal believing. The Lord tells us not even to sit in the sit at the table. We're actually supposed to judge them. Come on now, not in our flesh, according to our spiritual eyes. Just find that scripture where all where I supposed to judge. Is it not for those? But not not for those. Not for those that are not believers, right? Not for those. We still got to be light and salt to those that are not believers. But those that profess to be believers but live a life contrary to believing. You are not supposed to compromise yourself. You're looking for the fruit that they really believe. And us as single women, I don't know why I had to go this way. Especially us as single women and even maybe single men. I'm not a man, right? Us as single women, often we will take the compromise because he says he loves God or because he acknowledges God, but his ways tell us. And we will, oh, I can heal him, or I can fix him, or I can save him, or I can deliver him. That ain't how that works. Because scripture, bad company corrupts good morals, regardless of whether you believe it or not. When you are yoked with people who have behaviors that are unlike yours, they're going to compromise you. You, you, act, you, you don't compromise you to, have, to be a part of their activities. And sometimes we'll do that so that we can be attached to something. We'll go in there. Once you got saved, once you got recognition, once your eyes are open, once your understanding is open and you know what God wants for you, right? Um, what he wants, the very best of what he wants for you, then you don't, you can't, even for your friends that you had before you saved, you, you, you can't afford to be in a position or a place to be in compromised relationships that may lead you back to a different place. You cannot afford to. If you're going to continue to be around those friends or to continue to be around the people, y'all got to do stuff that you're supposed to be doing. And I'm talking about they can't even do this in your thought in your thoughts. You don't need to even have them thinking. So you don't go do the things that they love to do to, to be with them. To be, you can't, you can't do that. You, you can't do that. That's a, that's a compromise, right? This, that's a compromise. Unless, unless the Lord tells you to go marry Gomer and he'll do some strange things. Unless, the, unless the Lord, Lord, Lord tells you to go marry Go, Go, Gomer, 
that then that's something different. But you can't afford. So you gotta test. You gotta try. Many scriptures try to be about. You gotta know the spirit. Just cause somebody says single woman of God, oh I love God, or they acknowledge God, or they got a big tattoo on their arm that says something about God. You need to check the bearing of their fruit. You need to check their relationship with their God. And especially, I'm gonna help somebody today. I don't know who this is for. If they are trying to convince you um, that that your body is not the temple of the Holy Spirit. Ooh, come on now. that That's not for you. If they are trying to convince you that your, your body is not the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? Um, then that's, that's totally different. Like that, that's, that's a total, that's a total, that's not even somebody you want to associate with. If they will not honor your temple, right? If they will not honor your temple, if they want to honor, don't want to honor your temple, we're going to be real this morning. I guess we needed to have some truth. If they don't want to honor your temple, if, if they, because this is your temple and whatever is done against your temple, your body, how the Lord taught it to me was, it's like they violating the Holy Spirit, right? That's what helped me. That's what helps me abstain, right? So that, that, that's this, your temple. This, this is your, this is your temple. And if they want to violate your, if they want to violate your temple, if they're, if they're trying to be soothing to violate your temple, that's not the relationship for you. Hold on and wait. You ain't got to compromise yourself. You, and God will give you the sustaining grace of what you need. To, so you won't compromise yourself. That's a word of wisdom for somebody today. <laughs> That's a word of wisdom for somebody today. That's a word of wisdom. And for some of y'all, and for some of y'all, you like, well, this is no, no, this is not a no-brainer for everybody. This is not a no-brainer. Because a lot of us have seen people live before us, the people that we that we look at um, as examples in our culture. Our culture is so counterculture sex outside of marriage. That's our culture. Our culture says there's no problem with sex outside of marriage. Our our culture, um, our culture is so like our culture is so counter culture of living holy. Our counter our culture is so counter culture of having Christ like friends. We need Christ like friends. We pray for our our kids to have friends, Christian friends, but we don't even pray for us to have Christian friends. <laughs> I'm just gonna be real. We don't even be praying for us. We'll still be in some of the same relationships in the same circles and they compromising us. You can't afford to be compromised in this season. You can't afford to be around relationships that's going to that's gonna pull you into darkness. That's going to pull you back into unsafe spaces. That's going to pull you into things that would not honor God. Oh, my God. My God, no, we can't afford to. We we can't afford to. We can't. We cannot afford to. We have to be. We have to be. This is what we've been praying for discernment for, right? Ooh. And then we got to begin to ask the Lord. Lord, show me why I keep returning to these same relationships. Why? Why I feel like I I I can't step away from these relationships. What's the stronghold? Keeping me in these circles. And then can I help you with something just like, like just a few things, especially for those of you that feel like, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to get saved and I'm just going to help everybody out. I, I don't, I don't doubt that you won't go back in to certain places once you've mastered, once you've gotten the keys, right? But when you are still in a compromised state, when you are barely breathing yourself, <laughs> 
You can't help nobody else, baby. You, you cannot. You need to go get strong. You need to go get fortified. You need to go get wisdom. You need to get nourished. Many of you need to get healed. My God, cycles have to be broken. You need, you need to be strengthened. All of these things need to manifest and happen for you, right? So, so that when you go help someone, you're not pulled back into... When you're talking about deliverance, that's a deliverance ministry. Not all of us are called to deliverance ministry. Some of us are just called to intercede for people. And we confuse that with deliverance. Like when people go back into clubs or to prostitutes and all that, that's a deliverance ministry. That takes a different strength because you cannot afford to be compromised, right? So you've got to put yourself in a position. And women, I don't know about men. I'm just going to talk about women. Women are bad about this. We are bad about trying to save and heal everybody when we need to be saved and healed ourselves Ooh. when we ain't even cleansed when we ain't even whole when 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 we ain't even renewed yet right how do i know i'm cleansed whole and renewed you gonna know you know because the taste you're gonna feel different towards so many things that, can i tell you something there's just that you you you're gonna can i tell you something when you know you're going to know what your weaknesses is and you're not going to even tempt yourself. You're going to recognize this is an area that's weak for me. I know that this is an area. I know that this is an area. This is an area that's weak for me. And then I'm going to build myself up. That's another scripture in my most holy faith, right? Because this is a particular area that's weak for me. And when I know that this is a particular area that's weak for me, and this is a particular area that I need to receive the sufficiency of the grace for, right? Then I don't put myself back in the trap. That's how you're going to know when you overcome it. When you're going to say, oh, no, nah, I know my weaknesses. <laughs> Woo! I, know where, I know where I'm weak. I know where I'm weak. Here's where I'm weak. This, this is where, this is where I'm weak. I'm weak here. I'm not finna play with this. It's just like Alcoholics Anonymous, right? I guess the Lord just wanted me to speak to you this way this morning. It's like Alcoholic Anonymous. They give you some steps to follow. They tell you you don't need to go sit out in the bar. They tell you don't hang around certain friends. Like they give you all these steps. It's the same way. It's the same thing for this. It's the same way when you're struggling with sin, right? Remember we dealt with sin? Remember weeks ago we did those scriptures and then even we were taught to pray when it's something that I like, ask the Lord to help you woo, to come out of it, right? Because there are some things that we do that we like, right? And we're not going to... So, so in that, in that, which is the help of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to give y'all some scriptures today. Let me give you, let's go back to discernment. But I felt led to share that today, right? Just so when we heal, we got to get healed, healthy, and whole. That's got to be a practice for us. Can you, can you put that in your notes today? I have to practice. I have to learn how to become healed, healthy, and whole. Thank you, Jess. Healed, healthy, and whole. Healed, healthy, and whole. <laughs> Woo! Let me say it one more time. I have to learn, me, 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 Lakeisha, you, Jeanette, you, Tiffany, you, Kirby, come on, you, Olive, you, George, you, whoever else, you have to learn, be learn to become heal, healthy, and whole. Now, let me give you this. I need to give you this because I'm serious. When tragedies have happened in your life, can I tell you what a tragedy is? Can I help you this morning with what a tragedy? You got to learn. Not you healing everybody else's. Nobody else's 
healing and we practice healing health and wholeness because it takes practice it takes growth it takes you have to gain momentum right when a tragedy has occurred in your life and i'm going to tell you what i mean by tragedy um so that i can help but when there's been major sickness or illness when there's been death when there's been a divorce when there's been a hard place in your marriage when there has been um hard things where your children are concerned those are the things that I call tragedies, right? Uh, um, those difficult places when you've had major job loss, when you've had major income loss, those are tragedies, right? Now, typically, can I just tell you what we try to do? Because there may be a call on our lives. There may be um, something that God is pulling us into greater. T uh, typically, what we try to do is once we feel a little bit better, I'm going to say this. Once we feel a little bit better, typically what we try to do, right, is we try to get up off the bed, the medical bed, and go out and then try to heal everybody else that we think is suffering with our issue. Let me drink some coffee. At the place that we're barely healed, we feel like we have a word from the Lord for everybody. Can I show, can I tell you something? Um... There's a couple times in the scripture when Jesus healed people that he told them, he said, don't even go and say nothing. He said, don't even run and say nothing. And they were so excited to be healed. And I was like, why would he tell? He was like, you know, my time has yet come or whatever. He would say, don't even run and go, go run and say something. We are so, and I'm not saying not give God glory, but we'd be so busy wanting to run and say something. <laughs> We be so busy going to run and do something when we really need to spend time meditating, reflecting, woo, figuring out if we're a hundred percent, like, are we a hundred percent? We don't even be at a hundred percent trying to pour and give something else into somebody else when we need something for ourselves. It is a hindrance to total healing and some of our bad habits to be busy, to be moving, to be doing other things for others so we really don't have to deal with ourselves. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, it's, it's a very, it's a very bad habit. This is where discernment and wisdom, do I have bad habits that lead me to tend to others? Come on, y'all. Do, do I have bad habits that lead me Two places where I won't even allow myself. Remember, we're getting wisdom and discernment. Lord, show me me. Do I have bad habits when I'm hurting, when I'm sick of tending to others? Because I think that's, a, see, that's displacement, right? I'm displacing really what I'm feeling on something, somebody else. So, so when God gives us the wisdom, because many of us do that, we get up, we sick, we injured, and I'm not saying you won't find purpose in your pain. You will in due time. <laughs> Somebody say in due season, I'm going to find purpose in my pain. <laughs> but right now, I have to get the wisdom for me. I have to get the wisdom for, for me. I got to get the wisdom for my household. Does it mean that you're not serving no, I'm not saying you're not serving. Does it mean that the God won't call you to be useful? Not saying that either. But what I'm saying is the God that I know 
gives you time to heal. The God that I know is a healer, right? So in due season, see, you'll tell your back. One time I was talking to somebody and they had had a recent tragedy and they were like, yeah, see, I, I, and I said, so how you doing, right? Because they had suffered a loss. I said, how you doing? And they were like, and because I've suffered several losses within a couple years apart, like several major losses, not little losses, several major losses within a few years span, I had several, I'm gonna say this again, several major losses in a few year span. <laughs> several major losses. I'm not telling you what I don't know. I'm not telling you what I don't live. I'm gonna say it one more time. Several major losses in a few years span. And I asked them, I said, so how are you doing now? And they were like, oh good. You know, the Lord revealed to me, he's gonna use this for ministry. And I was just looking at them and I was like, oh. And I'm not saying we don't all respond to death differently. I'm not using death. I'm just saying when you've had a tragedy, spend some time before the Lord. Spend letting him nurture you, letting him heal you. Don't brush past like what happened didn't matter to you. (laughs) Don't brush past like what went down didn't affect you. Don't stuff your emotions and your feelings into something else. There's no wisdom in that. It's, it's no, it's no wisdom in that. Thank you for that, Jess. James 3 and 17, but the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It's also peace-loving. It's gentle at all times. I can't put my other finger up. I, I never knew until yesterday how much I used this finger. It's all gentle at all times. And it's willing to yield to others. And it's full of mercy. And it's full of good deeds. And guess what? That goes for ourselves. You need a healing for yourself. Oh my God. And can I tell you something else? Because I want to cancel the shackles of shame off you. Oh my God. The Lord is healing you right now. Even as we're going through this. Even as we're talking about this. Even as we're processing this out. Even as we're learning how to dissect the word. So that the word can do a greater work in us. The Lord is healing you right right now. It's by the spirit. It's not by your flesh. Your flesh going. As your spirit is renewed. Your flesh going to start to line up baby. Your flesh. Your flesh going. Your flesh going to start. Can I tell you something? Your flesh is going to start to line up, right? But this is by this is by the this is by the spirit, right? Right? So so when I'm dealing with something and I've been through something, right? This is stuff that they don't always teach us and tell us, right? This is not what somebody tells us. People just teach us to stuff the word. Just get the word in, which is good. You need the word in you. But then I've not recognized I've been hurt. Even I'm not worried. Even David, David would cry out before the Lord. David would cry out before the Lord. And he was known as a man after God's own heart. David, David would cry out before the Lord. David would talk to the Lord about his fears. David would talk to the Lord about his worries. Da- David would the, talk to the Lord uh, can I, about everything. It's nothing wrong for you to say, Lord, I'm here. Oh, come on now. Shame and condemnation and all of these different things keep us blocked and fear 
right? My God, and the fear of revelation and rebellion, all these things keep us blocked and shackled. My God, and 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 no, I'm here, Lord. It's not that you want to, it's, it, it, it's, I'm here, Lord, but I am broken. I, 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 I want to live line upon line, precept to precept, but this marriage has taken a lot out of me. Come on and get your deliverance today. My, my God, me trying to figure me out has taken a lot out of me. Come on, y'all. Me making transitions. Can I tell you? You stress, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S, you stress, which is good stress, right? When we make transitions from one job to another, when we even walk into our dream job, when we even see the Lord blessing us, sometimes we don't even stay in the presence of God. And we don't even realize that you stress, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S, which puts a different demand on us. We don't even realize that you stress is working against our bodies, right? For several different things. Because a lot of times when God, we see God move, we so caught up in the woo, 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 woo. God happened and he moved that we don't even recognize that you stress, good stress for the things, for things happening that we wanted to help. That you stress, good stress is building up in our body. We don't even recognize that because we don't spend enough time in the presence. And so even when you go from a situation where there's been a job loss to a job restoration, there's some embodiments of stress in there. Well, we don't even spend, spend time in the process of asking the Lord to show us, Lord, show me where I really am in this. Show, Lord, show me, Lord, show me where I really am in this. Like, show me, show me where I am. Like, like, show me what's going on around me. Show me, show me where I really am. Cause we in the motion of moving. Right? Busy, busy, B-U-S, B-U-S-Y, busy under Satan's yoke. Cause we in the motion of moving. <laughs> right? Because we in the motion, even in receiving the blessings, we be in the motion of moving. Sometimes we receiving the blessing healed in some areas, but still leaking out in others. And we won't even recognize that there's still a painful place or a sick place, right? Until pressure is applied. And then we like, oh my God, right? Yesterday when I injured my finger, I actually thought I was fine after a while. I took authority over it. I was praying. I was icing. I was just doing all these different things, right? I was. I thought I was good. And... I could see that it was bruised and I was just kind of like, and Judah said to me, he says, mama, I think we need to do something different with this finger because I think, um, I think you're probably, I'm summarizing more injured than you realize. And I was like, no, I'm good. So then I got to, I needed to type and I needed to start working on some stuff. Well, as soon as I started typing and working, my finger started swelling. <laughs> and it started throbbing. And there was shooting pain. <laughs> and I said, oh, there is something as a result of this injury. There is something as a result of this injury. Ooh, come on now. My, there's, there's some, there's speaking the word, doing all the things, declaring the word, doing my part. 
But there was something underlying that I couldn't see that was a result of the injury. Spend time <laughs> at the place of the injury. <laughs> Come on now. To figure out what may be there. Spend time getting healed. Spend time getting healthy. Spend time getting whole. Ask the Lord. Show me. Even transitioning from one relationship to another after a divorce. Spend time getting healed, healthy, and whole. This is the word of the Lord. <laughs> this is what I hear the Lord saying. There was something. There's there, The injury seemed better. Come on, y'all. Injury, injury seemed better. Seemed like through applied all the scripture. Applied all the words. <laughs> but there was something underlying going on at the result of the injury. Ooh, that's a word this morning. That's that's a word. That's a word this morning. And so it needed a different medical care. It needed it needed a different medical attention, right? I'm I'm walking in the authority. I'm doing all the things. And then as soon as I go to use, ooh, come on now. As soon as I go to use it, as soon as come on now, as soon as I go to apply pressure. It's like, oh, wait a minute. This ain't good. This ain't, this ain't good. This, this, ain't, this ain't right. 2 Timothy 2 and 7. Consider what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. I'm just giving you more scriptures. Remember, we on discernment this week. Lord, show me me. James 3.17, but the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy, good fruits, impartial and sincere. Remember, remember, we, can I tell you something? Can I give you this and then we're going to go? Because I want to go back to something we said, right? Proverbs 17, 27 and 28, whoever restrains his words has knowledge. And he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. Even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise when he closes his lips He's deemed intelligent. Proverbs 3 and 7. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Lord, we cannot afford to be wise in our own eyes in this season. In Jesus' name, amen. Woo! We, we, cannot, we cannot be wise. We cannot be wise in our own eyes. We cannot, we cannot be wise. We cannot be wise in our own eyes in this season. Lord, open the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you call me to be in Christ Jesus, right? So we're learning how to show, Lord, show me me, discernment. I'm going to give you this and then we're going to get out of here, right? So discernment is more than just what you see or hear. I'm going to say that again. Discernment is more than just what you see or hear. The sermon is given to us by the Holy Spirit. Right? Go back to 1 Corinthians 2 and 14. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolish. Right? When I gave information or wisdom to the single people online, your flesh will think what I gave you is foolish. Your flesh will make you think that you cannot have that you that you cannot abstain. 
your flesh will think that there are no godly men on earth like that. There are no godly women on earth like that. There are. Y'all just ain't met yet, right? Your flesh will tell you that the word of God has unrealistic expectations. Your flesh will tell you that the word of God doesn't work. Your, your flesh will tell you that. Your flesh is in enmity and strife. This is why Romans 12, 1 and 2. What are we learning? To conform and to transform according to the word of God, right? Your flesh will tell you that the things that come from God is foolish. That's your flesh. That's not your spirit. That's why... You have to understand, remember yesterday we went through the process of understanding God, the Father, the Holy Spirit, and and Jesus, right? So let's go back to we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. This is where I want to deal with the shame. After we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, it is the responsibility of the Holy Spirit to begin to rebuild us into our original factory set. It is the Holy Spirit that's going to come in and teach us everything that we're supposed to be. So here is how shame works against our flesh, right? Here's how shame works against our flesh to keep us from believing what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. To keep us from believing what the word of God that's active, alive, quicker, sharper than the two-edged sword is saying to us, right? The Holy Spirit, once you accept Jesus Christ, you're wiped clean. Can you say that? I'm clean. I'm refreshed. Once, even when you repent, after you've accepted Jesus and you find your ways not like God, once you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you're refreshed. You're new. You're new. Your slate is wiped clean. If you went before, if Satan, the accuser, tried to go before God to accuse you of things, Jesus would be standing in the middle, all gangster-like. Not even saying a word. Have you ever seen um, pictures of the prison guards, of, of the guards outside of the Brit in, in Britain, the Queen's Castle? They got the big hats. They stand there on guard and they don't say one word. They don't flinch. They don't move. One of the reasons they don't flinch, they don't move, they don't say one word is because they are in divine position. They know exactly who they are. They know exactly what. The only things that are going to cause them to move are the things that need to cause them to move. So when you are, so even when the accuser or the brother tries to come in and say something crazy to you, Jesus is, it's, it's under the blood. It's under the, it's under the blood. It's, it's, it's under the blood. That's the new covenant. You're, it's under the blood. He's standing in between. When the accuser, he's in the court to pleading on your behalf. That's under the blood. That's under the blood. So when you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that's why I told you yesterday, being a disciple, probably a disciple is so important. When you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, then you're renewed, you're fresh, right? You get to be reconstructed and started over. Well, it has to start in your mind. Remember we read that yesterday, Romans 12, 1 and 2, right? Let me just give you that. We read that yesterday. We're going to wrap up in just a second. This is so powerful. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. Ooh, by the mercy of God. This is done by the mercy of God. This is not done in your flesh. This is done by the mercy of God. That we're going to present my body, right, as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. It is my duty, once I accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that I'm going to present my body as a reasonable service. Lord, here is my body. Maker, here I am. <laughs> 
You are the potter. I am the clay. Make me over. Give him permission to do that today. Will you give God permission to do that today? Lord, make me over. Ooh. Lord, make me over today. Oh, that's so powerful. Lord, I'm giving you permission. I'm presenting my body as a living sacrifice. Make me over today. Say that today. Declare that out your mouth. I don't care where, what level you think you're at. I don't care where you think you are. I don't think you, I care how far you think you deep in this thing. Now, Lord, make me over. Because there may be some gaps in my thinking. There may be something that I've missed. There may be something that I have not realized. There may be something lacking in me. There may be, there may be a source of pain. Now, Lord, make me over today. <laughs> Give him permission to make you over. Lay yourself on the offer, offer. Dedicate yourself to be used for reasonable service. Lord, I want you to use me for your reasonable service. Ooh, reconstruct me. Rebuild me. Renew me. Revitalize me. Restore me, oh Lord. Oh my God. So that's my reasonable service. See, my words activate this. Y'all, somebody bought me a gavel. Somebody bought me a gavel. My words activate this. My words, my words activate this. So at the confession, that's the confession of your faith. So the confession of my faith, Lord, I need you to make me over. That's my reasonable service. Here I am. I'm laying before you, right? And then it says, this is our action. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of my mind that you may prove what is good, acceptable, and pleasing. So this is my responsibility. My responsibility after I present myself as a reasonable sacrifice to the next part of this is to not be conformed to this world. So I got to find out what's of the world and what's, what's of God. Then to be transformed by renewing my mind in the word. Here's where it gets tricky and where shame comes in, right? Here's where it gets tricky and shame comes in. <sighs> because shame likes to shackle us. And we've talked about this before. But if the Lord is leading us here, because shame likes to shackle us, usually what our flesh will do is it will resist the renewing and place us back in places of shame. <laughs> what is shame? Shame is a painful feeling of humiliation or distress Woo! by the conscientious of wrong. I'm conscious of wrong or foolish behavior. I'm going to say this again. I'm conscious of wrong or foolish behavior, right? So shame is the humiliation or the distress behind it. I feel humiliated. I feel distressed. When God is renewing you or rebuilding you or restructuring you, shame loves to come in and tell you, you are not worth it. Shame, shame loves to come in and tell you, you're not worth it. Shame, shame loves to come in and tell you, you'll never be better than this. Shame, shame, shame. Look, can I talk to all my divorcees? I've never been divorced, but I know that God can forgive anything. When you are divorced, shame loves to make you feel like that you were irresponsible. That you will never be married again. <laughs> that God hates you. That God cannot redeem you. 
that you've dishonored and disappointed God so much. When the word tells us so many things contrary to God, right? He's such a forgiving and a loving God. Well, what about the scripture? I, I'm not saying, I'm just telling you. The character and the nature of God is forgiveness and love. Period. <laughs> At the state of repentance... The character and the nature of God is forgiveness and love. So then when I go through a divorce, shame will shackle me and imprison me. Well, when shame sits in, humiliation and distress, it's almost like a shackle around my foot. That does not, if you've had an abortion, um, if you've led a life contrary to, if you feel the filth of your sins, shame is like a shackle. It only, now, like imagine your feet shackled. Shame is only going to allow you to go so far, far, right? And then what it does is it also spews condemnation on you, right? My God. And can I give you just, it's going to sound gross, but imagine condemnation being like somebody threw up on you. Imagine you sitting and somebody just threw up all on you. How repulsive, how smelly. That's what condemnation is like. That's what it's like. That's what it feels like in the spirit. It's gross. It stinks. That's what condemnation is. That's what condemnation does. That's what shame does. That's the heaviness. That's because the enemy does not want you to be built back up. <laughs> he does not want you to be built back up. He wants you. No, you have no reason to be shame. You have no reason to be shame. Yep, the behavior may have been wrong. Yep, the behavior may have been foolish. But there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. The enemy will imprint. Because if you're shame, you're only going to go so far. If you're shame, you're only going to allow God to come in so much. You're only going to you're only going to receive so much of God because every time you open yourself up or your heart open to God, what's what's going to happen again is shame is going to start speaking to you and telling you God can't love you that much. God can't be this forgiving. God can't restore you. Woo! And he is a faithful rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So today we will remove the shame. Today we remove the guilt. And today we receive the forgiveness. Shame, you must go. You must bow down to the name of Jesus. We break every yoke that has destroyed your life. That has been bound in shame. Ooh. And where condemnation has been spewed on you. We break and destroy that now in the name of Jesus. We thank you that God has given you eyes to see how much he loves you, how he forgives you, and how the blood is washing you. We decree and declare that you are being restored today in your original factory reset. Condemnation, you must go today in the name of Jesus. Shame, you must bow to the name of Jesus for he was already bruised for our iniquities. He was chastised for our peace. <laughs> he, took a, he took the stripes. He took the pain. He walked this all out for us. And then, Lord God, we thank you for your faithfulness to restore us. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you receive your, your original factory reset? 
Like you've been reset. <laughs> Ask God for forgiveness and get reset. No more shame. You're becoming. In order to become, you gotta be in a you gotta be in a movement towards God. And when I talk about a movement towards God, I'm not talking about in a constant state of moving. I'm talking about you're responsive to the Holy Spirit in your life, even in the seasons of rest. Because sometimes you may be in a season of rest and receiving. But I'm in a constant flow with the Holy Spirit of what's best for my life. Receive this by faith today. Receive the res restoration by faith today. Receive the peace by faith today. Receive the grace by faith today. For the word of God tells us the just shall live by faith. This is not a feeling, remember? Discernment is not a feeling. This is the word of God. This is the peace of God. Transforming your understanding so that you can be recognizing how shame has shackled you, how shame has imprisoned you, how shame has kept you from being fluid in the Holy Spirit. Some of y'all, every time I feel like y'all getting ahead, something steps in to remind you of your past. Every time it seems like you're going to evolve, something steps in to remind you of the things that you did wrong. Something tries to call you right back into the same spot. You'll, you'll receive divine deliverance. Some of y'all have been in such a state of confusion about what God has said for your life. Because as soon as revival seems to break out, shame starts to set in. Say, that is not the voice of God. Remember, go back to James 3 and 17. The wisdom of God is what? It's peaceable. <laughs> it's loving. Come on now. It's peaceable. It's loving. Yep, you made some mistakes. Yep, you did some bad things. But but shame is not your story anymore. Now, here's, here's where I want you to see the gentle wisdom of God. Because... Our flesh will try to make us produce this in our flesh. What God is doing for you to transform you is not produced in the flesh. So you have to be mindful of when you start trying to do things to prove that you're in a different state. We receive we're in a different state. We don't try to prove we're in a different state. Yeah, I told y'all, oh my God, I think I know who sent me this. I don't, this the gavel. It says LMJ Ministries is rooted in the word of God. I love this. You don't try to prove you're in a different state. Anytime you find yourself trying to prove you're in a different state, that's a trick of the flesh. You receive that you're in a different state. And then you begin to walk the word out in your life. Proving you're in a different state is just lip service. I ain't got to go around. Well, I'm here. I'm just da -da -da. Get healed and then don't go say nothing for a while. Get healed and, and tap into God to see if there's any, any more place, if there's a painful place, if there's anything that needs to be healed, if there's anything else, go get healed, get healed, get healed, and then let God restore you and build you up in the word. Don't just get, like, there's a recovery time after surgery for a reason. So get healed. Go through the period of recovery so that you can be rightfully restored and renewed. Let's do our confession so we can go. Ooh, Lord, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for your people today. I thank you for how intentional you are with us today. Ooh. When you, Anytime you feel yourself trying to prove you know what you know, that's your flesh. That's your flesh. That's not your spirit. Anytime you find yourself trying to assert yourself to prove you know what you know, that's your flesh. 
That's, that's your flesh. That is not your spirit. You ain't got to say much. You just got to walk it out. You got to take the word of God and walk it out. You got to apply it to your day to live it. And when you're being rebuilt, like one time, um, y'all going to be like, it's <laughs> one time our, uh, our, our computer had crashed. And so I decided I was going to put us, uh, put a new board in the computer. Um, so that, and it, and it, and it, and it worked, but there were certain things that I had to do to rebuild this computer. There were certain things I had to do, um, to, to put new memory and all of the things that I needed to place in the computer. There were steps, there were stages, there were different things that I had to do so that this computer could be built, rebuilt correctly. And then after, um, after I put, um, a new motherboard in, after I put a new in there then i had to turn around and have all my software i had to reload the software i had to put the virus scan back on i had to do everything in stages i couldn't do i just didn't throw everything into the computer box close it up and say oh, okay here we got a computer no when i opened up the computer <laughs> right start taking things out because i was really just using the shell of what was there and putting new parts in the inside i hope that helps somebody today so it was a process for me to rebuild this computer. It was a process for me to put in, I had to put in a new central processing unit. Ooh, that's what we do when we renew our mind. We're getting a new central processing unit. All right, come on. That's it. Ready? Let's do our confessions. If you're new to the devotional, we confess every day. We remind ourselves of God's love and power. There's a set of confessions that we borrowed from Joyce Myers Ministry. Hey, y'all, don't forget we got if today. Um, at 12, if at 12. So I'll see y'all at 12 o'clock in the Coffee and Conversations daily devotional group. Um, right? Yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. Um, let's do this. So I'm a new creature in Christ. Oh, that's the first confession today. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. I've died and been raised with Christ and now seated in heavenly places. Ephesians 2, 5 and 6. I'm dead to sin and alive unto righteousness, Romans 6 and 11. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper, but every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I shall show to be in the wrong, Isaiah 54 and 17. I prosper in everything I put my hands to. I have prosperity in all areas of my life, spiritually, financially, mentally, and socially, Jeremiah 29 and 11. I take every thought captive unto the obedience of Jesus Christ, casting down every imagination, every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Therefore, all my thoughts are positive. I do not allow Satan to use my spirit as a garbage dump by meditating on negative things he offers me. I don't have to receive negative things from Satan. That's Proverbs 23 and 7. I don't speak negative things. Remember, life and death is in the power of the tongue. That's Ephesians 4 and 29. On purpose that my mouth shall not transgress. I will speak forth the righteousness of God all day long. I never, that's Psalm 17 and 3, Psalms 35 and 28. I never bind a sister or brother with the words of my mouth. That's Matthew 18 and 18. I'm always a positive encouragement. I edify and build up. I never tear down or destroy. Romans 15 and 2. I'm a believer, not a doubter. Mark 5 and 36. I'm slow to speak, quick to hear, and slow to anger. James 1, Psalms 1 and 2. I will study the word of God. I will pray. 2 Timothy 2, 15, Luke 18 and 1. 
I never get tired or go weary when I study the word of God, pray, minister, or praise God. But I'm alert and full of energy. As I study, I become more alert and more energized. 2 Thessalonians 3.13, Isaiah 40 and 31. I'm a giver. It is more blessed to give than to receive. I love to give. I have plenty of money to give away all the time. Acts 20, 35, 2 Corinthians 9 and 7, 8. You cannot be a part of the kingdom of God and not be a giver. So if you struggle with giving, meditate on those scriptures. Lord, help me to become a giver. You're not supposed to be looking for people to be a blessing to you always. You got to learn how to be a blessing to others. My God. I cast out my care on the Lord for he cares for me. 1 Peter 5 and 7. That's kingdom. Come on now. I don't have a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1 and 7. When you feel the enemy calling you in to do something or to keep you from doing something that you know God has called you to do, remind yourself, God did not give me fear. He gave me power, love, and sound mind. For I do not fear. I'm not guilty. 1 John 4, 18, Romans 8 and 1. I'm not passive about anything, but I deal with all things in my life immediately. Don't avoid your creditors. Go handle that. Don't avoid circumstances and situations you need to deal with. Go handle that. The strength of God will be with you. Don't be passive about stuff you know you need to get done. Get it done. Proverbs 27, 23, Ephesians 5, 15, and 16. Some of us will do that. We'll delay not doing what we're supposed to do. Right? We'll do it. Because we passive, because we don't want to address issues, because we don't want to deal with problems. God is with you, and God is for you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? Deal with the things that you need to deal with daily. Don't make excuses. Don't avoid them. Don't make excuses. Don't avoid them. Do exactly what God called you to do in this season. That's called radical obedience. Uh, <laughs> I do not judge my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus after the flesh. I'm a spiritual man and I'm judged by no one. John 8, 15, Romans 14 and 10, 1 Corinthians 2 and 15. I operate in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are tongues and interpretation of tongues, the work of the miracles, discerning of spirits, the word of faith, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, healing and prophecy. 1 Corinthians 12 and 18, Paul said, you should desire your spiritual gifts. Ask God, show me my spiritual gifts. Show me my spiritual gifts. Lord, I desire my spiritual gifts. Don't, don't, you need your spiritual gifts. Ask for them. Desire your spiritual gifts. He says, I walk in the spirit all of the time. Galatians 5 and 16. My God, I have been set free. I'm free to love. I'm free to worship, to trust with no fear of rejection or of being hurt. John 8 and 36. Romans 8 and 1. Woo! I can love without the fear of getting being hurt. Why? Because my heart is in God's hands. Come on, y'all. Get the revelation this morning. I feel like I should sing Kumbaya, my Lord. Oh, come on now. Romans 81. I have compassion and understanding for all people. I know I'm taking my time this morning, but it's necessary. I feel the power of God on this. I have compassion and understanding for all people. 1 Peter 3 and 8. Get that compassion. Lord, give me understanding for even the people that I do not understand. I do not hate or walk in unforgiveness. 1 John 2, 11, Ephesians 4 and 32. I catch the enemy in all his deceitful lies. I cast them down and choose rather to believe the word of God. John 8 and 44, 2 Corinthians 2 and 11, 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. I'm going to believe the word of God over everything else. Woo! You got to declare that today. Work is good. I enjoy work. Ecclesiastes 5 and 19. I do all my work excellently with great prudence, and I make the most of all my time. We will not waste God's time. God gives us time. 
We're not going to waste it. Lord, I decree and declare from this moment on, we will not waste your time. Ooh, I'm a responsible person. And show us the places where we've been wasting time. I'm a responsible person. I enjoy responsibility. Ooh, that's big. My God. Lord, let us not be time. Deal with us and our time wasters. Show us our time wasters. I'm a responsible person. I enjoy responsibility and I rise to every responsibility in Jesus. 2 Corinthians 11, 28, Philippians 4 and 13. I'm going to do exactly what God asked me to do. And I'm not going to forsake my responsibilities to kingdom, to my family, or to myself. And God is going to give me the strength to do that. I'm a creative because the Holy Spirit lives in me. John 14, 26, 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Thank you, Lord God, for creative ideas, creative ways, and a creative mindset. And for those of you that are creators, confess, creatives, confess is writers, teachers, my God, entrepreneurs. Lord God, I thank you for creative ideas coming to us today. I take good care of my body. I eat right. I look good. I feel good. And I weigh what God wants me to weigh. 1 Corinthians 9, 27, 1 Timothy 4 and 8. You have control over your body. You are not subject to food. Food is not subjected to you. You will not be gluttonous. You will not just eat anything. You will not live the kind of way. You will get in motion. You will take care of your body. Thus said the Lord. You, you will honor your temple. You're going to get up. You're going to start moving. You're not just going to eat anything. You're going to honor your temple. You're going to start putting good things in your body. I declare that over your life today. It says, pain cannot successfully come against my body. Jesus bore all my pain. I always say, if Jesus didn't have no headache, I ain't having one either. <laughs> he took my headache away. I lay hands on the sick and they recover. Mark 16 and 18. Get into, go start praying for those that are infirm. Don't be like, oh my gosh, it's a whole bunch of people with COVID. Oh my gosh, you got cancer. You go lay hands. God gave you the authority to lay hands on the sick. My God. That's Mark 16. I have a teachable spirit. 2 Timothy 2 and 24. Humble yourself. Always be teachable. Don't, don't uh, stop assuming you know everything. There may be something new that God needs to show you in something. That is the enemy's foolishness to, to put you in a place where you think you know everything. I don't know everything. I'm learning something new every day. Remain teachable. Remain coachable. Find you a mentor. Submit to someone else. Submit to an authority. Be teachable. You always got something to learn. Come on now. I do not think more highly of myself than I ought to in the flesh. Romans 12 and 3. Stay low, baby. Stay, stay low. Stay low. Stay low. Stay low. Ask Lord. Lord, show me any places in my life where I have pride. Woo! I do what I say I would do and I get where I'm going on time. Lord, help us with time management and help us to be, keep our word. Lord, help us to keep our word. If we put our word out there and an oath out there, help us to keep our word and do exactly what you called us to do. Woo! Do not let us lie. Do not let us finagle. Do not let us... Father, as a matter of fact, forgive me for not honoring my word. And if something happens that you can't honor your word, don't avoid it. Apologize and say, I'm sorry I said I was going to make it. Or I'm sorry I said I was going to do this. I was not able to do this. But I don't want you to think I don't honor you. Honor is a lost art in this society. And we need to learn to honor. Oh, my God. Come on now. 
It says, uh, oh, that's good. Oh, my God. I don't hurry in a rush. I do one thing at a time. Proverbs 19, 2, 21, 5. For all my multitaskers, you need to ask the Lord about if what you're multitasking is for you in this season. Sometimes we ain't even supposed to be doing all this multitasking. We need to focus on one thing. Get that one thing completed and make sure that one thing is good. <laughs> That's Proverbs 19 and 2, Proverbs 21 and 5. I'm anointed for God of ministry. Luke 4 and 18. You all, we all have ministry in us. We all have something we're called to. You're anointed for that. Figure that out. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you that. I'm an obedient wife and no rebellion operates in me. Ephesians 5, 22 and 24, 1 Samuel 15, 23. Even if you're not married yet, you can begin to set your mindset and be an obedient to God so that you can honor and obey the things for your house. Come on, y'all. We're going to be wise. My husband is wise. He is the king and priest of our home. He makes godly decisions. Proverbs 31, 10 and 12. Revelations 1 and 6. Proverbs 21 and 1. We will not speak against our men. I decree and declare today you will never put your mouth on the men of God again. You won't put your mouth on your sons. You're not going to put them out. You're not going to put your mouth. We are through putting our mouths on men. I don't care what they look like. I don't care what shape they're in. I don't care what. We need fathers to be raised up. We need men of God. Us speaking against them is not helping the situation. We will not. We're not going to crack a little jokes on them. We will no longer put our mouths on our men. Okay. My God, all my children have lots of Christian friends and God has set aside a Christian wife or husband for each of them. Can I say this for real? Stop letting your kids be around everybody. And whatever, I was okay. You weren't okay. That's why we're dealing with some of this dysfunction now. Stop, stop, let, stop letting your kids be around everybody. They don't get to be around everybody. You need to go study the habits of an eagle where your children are concerned. No, your kids don't get to be around everybody. So you stop letting your kids be around everybody. You ask God to show you the relationships for your children. Ask God to bring them into godly relationships. My God. This is my children love to pray the word, study the word. They openly and boldly praise God. 2 Timothy 2, 5, 15. Your kids are going to learn the word of God through you. If they see you studying, they'll have a heart to study. Start studying with them. Get a family devotion. Get a, get a family devotion going for you and your kids. And don't forsake that family devotional. Teach your kids at home. Don't rely on children's church and youth church. Come on now. My children, <laughs> my children make right choices according to the word of God. Psalms 119, 130, Isaiah 54 and 13. Don't leave stop. But they're they gonna be out there, you know. That's it. They gotta learn the ways of the world. That is not in the scripture that your children need to learn the ways of the world. That's, that's not in the scripture. That's not. I'm breaking that today. That's not in the scripture that your children need to learn the ways of the world. That is not of God. <laughs> that's not the wisdom from God. Your children need to be wise and make choices according to the word of God. That's Psalms 119, 130, Isaiah 54 and 13. Well, they need common sense. Yes, they do need common sense. They need, but you need God wisdom. More. Wisdom is going to lead you where common sense can't get you. Last scripture, all that I own is paid for I owe no man except nothing except to love them. Get your butt out of debt. <laughs> Lord, show me how to get out of debt. Show me how to pay my house off. Show me how to pay my car off. I believe in divine blessings. I believe in divine miracles where God can eliminate debt. But you work yourself out of debt. Stop spending so much. Put money to the side. Start Use the snowball method. Start paying your debt off. You get your butt out of debt. <laughs> You make a decision. I don't want to be in this world system of debt. And then guess what? God will honor 
God will honor what you're doing and do some supernatural things. I can, I can put, I can bank on it. That's it. I needed to take my time with that today. Lord, I thank you for revelation of your word to your people in Jesus' name. Two things. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is your moment. And then if the Lord places on your heart to give, this is also your moment. Go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com, and you can give there, and you can find out all about us, or you can cash app us, dollar sign, LMJ Ministry. But if you've never accepted Jesus, this is how you start over, by accepting Jesus. Will you please repeat after me, dear Jesus. I've sinned against you. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm asking you to come into my heart to take away my sins. And I promise to love you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Can I tell you something? I didn't even know I was in need of a savior. I didn't. I, I thought I was good. I didn't know. I didn't know if I was in need of a savior. But if you prayed that prayer right there, send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com. And we're going to send you some resources and materials to disciple you. Don't forget today, if at 12 noon, then I'm off for the weekend. It's the weekend, baby. <laughs> After that, I'm off for the weekend. It's the weekend, baby. And I'm going to enjoy this weekend. I love you. God love you. Thank you for saying that, Teresa. I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you. I love you, but God loves you so much more. I promise he does. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let somebody else experience the love of God through you. Share this devotional today. I know. Share this devotional today. Share this devotional today. Go get registered for Pillar Talk. If you have a problem with your registration code, call. send us a message, and we'll personally call you and get registered. Go get registered for Pillar Talk. Make sure you join the Ladies Bible Study Group. We're only going up from here according to the word of God. Only going up. All, all the way up. That's all. We're going up. We're going low so we can go up. I love you so much. And God loves you so much more. i see y'all Monday morning. Some of y'all at 12 noon. See y'all Monday morning. 5 a.m. Live at 5 as Judah says. Fresh anointing. May a fresh wind blow. May it destroy every work of evil in your life. Mm. May the power of the Holy Spirit fill and overflow. In Jesus' name, amen. I love it. Can't even get my peace right. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.